Adidas Tour and Library Qualification Podcast with your host, Oskar Slotosch. Hello, my name is Oskar Slotosch and I'm your expert in tour qualification and avoidance of tour qualification. And I'm Ivana Kuricic, your friendly representative of the audience. Hello, Ivana. So one thing we have to say, you're not only the friendly representative of the audience, you are also <laughs> the editor uh, and a technical director and everything. And you're doing the main work in the production of the podcast. And it's a pleasure to cooperate with you. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Just a big shout out <laughs> to you. That's really great work. Uh, but you're definitely the star of the show. So I don't think it's necessary. Our episode today is on confidence, in particular, the confidence in the use of tools. So let's start simple. What does confidence mean in the context of tool safety? Well, in the context of tool safety, it's, uh, it has a, a specified and well-defined meaning. The word confidence comes from the Latin word con, meaning with, and fides, meaning trust. So it's a very nice uh, old word that uh, comes from this. And it really, it's just a meaning uh, is, uh, is the same as it we are using it. So confidence means with trust or uh, to be sure. And somehow it's an, an alternative word for using it safely. So using it with confidence or using it safely is somehow very similar. Is it similar or is it synonymous in the case of tool safety? Well, I wouldn't say it's, uh, uh, well, tool safety, of course, is using a tool with confidence, but um, the, the makers of the standard had an idea. They said, okay, we, um, and that's all safety standards are like this. You have to first identify the risks by classification of the items and then to reduce the risks. And the classification is usually done with some safety integrity levels. So you come up with some hazard risk analysis and then you have your terms say, okay, this is an ASIL D problem or this tool is very similar, but uh, people didn't want to use the same terms. Um, so they did not say we do have a hazard and risk analysis for tools. They just said, okay, we do a tool evaluation or a tool classification. And the result is not an ASIL because then people would be very confused saying, okay, we have a tool with ASIL B. So that's really uh, because with ASIL there is another association. So therefore they introduced different classification or different classifications in the, in the ISO 262. It's a tool confidence level in IEC. It's the classes T1, T2, T3 and DO and standards have uh, tool qualification levels. So they are different classifications, uh, but they're all different from the item classifications. And the same is then with the qualification methods. So when you are, or the risk reduction methods, when you reduce a risk, then um, you can well, qualify things or um, have some methods to apply. And therefore they don't say use a tool safely because the safety is something re reserved for the item. So they said, okay, we want to use the tools with confidence, which is somehow a synonym for, uh, for safety, but it's just a different word to make things clear. So confidence in the context of tool qualification is a technical term. 
Yes, it's very precisely defined. So it's defined um, how you determine it and um, uh, what are the consequences. So the determination of the confidence level is done by a classification of the tools. In the ISO 262, it's with a TE, which is tool impact. If a tool has an impact, then we need to the TD, like the tool detection levels, and um, that's um, the tool error detection level. And then we come up with a formula to the TCL. I think we had an episode uh, three or four, how to determine the TCL. And that's the classification. And TCL stands for tool confidence level. So there we have the term confidence in the in the definition, how it's defined. And then based on the outcome, we can have tool confidence level one, two or three. And then within the ISO 262, it's defined what to do uh, depending on the tool confidence level. So tool confidence level one, you don't need to qualify. You just need to use a tool safely or with confidence. And tool confidence level two or three, um, you have to or may qualify the tool to reduce the work and uh, uh, the uh, mitigations in the safety manual. So that's the definition. So first it is defined how to determine the tool confidence level and the second it's defined uh, what consequences it has. So I think it's quite well defined. And if you'd like to learn more about the tool confidence level, you can give a listen to our episode seven where we go into detail about it. So how recently did the term confidence find its way into safety standards? I think ISO 262 in 2011 introduced it the first time. I think that's an interesting uh, aspect. Um, the term confidence is quite uh, new in the safety standards. So previously uh, there was always something like if you have a critical uh, application, then you should uh, treat the tools with the same amount of rigor was in the DO standards or you have to qualify the tool or every compiler needs to be qualified. So there were some um, very hard uh, restrictions on how to use this and uh, which tools to qualify and which not. So this was the older style of um, dealing with the topic. I think requiring confidence is much more clever way because you can gain confidence in different ways and um, either you can do it once by testing or validating the tool or you can do it by let's say using the tool carefully in the sense uh, with a good safety manual and depending on the costs of those alternatives you can choose the better one and that gives you more flexibility uh, than in the older uh, safety standards that have been tackling this topic before. And you personally found it to be a welcome change to the previous system? Well, uh, previously we have been doing tool qualification and we, in the first thing we were disappointed and say, well, why tool qualification is not mandatory? We are so good in tool qualification. Um, but uh, then we got aware uh, that um, people don't want to qualify the tools. It's much more uh, well, welcome or easier to say, hey, we can help you to avoid tool qualification. And then the doors are opening and then people came, oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me how to do this. And then, of course, you can do with a safety manual and argue with this and um, help people to improve their processes in a clever way that um, they don't need to qualify so many tools, uh, but 
also don't have uh, very too bad uh, mitigations and safety manual. So that's what we call a qualification strategy or a tool chain uh, strategy, so something like yeah, we can bring out in our experiences. When it comes to the confidence that you have in a qualified tool, how important is it? Of course, it's, it's very important. So it's a, you have to have the, the confidence and you can gain the confidence either by, um, well, by reducing the risks that the tool has and you can reduce it, the risk in two forms, either once and forever when you test the tool, then you know the tool is working and you have the confidence or if you don't have enough test cases to be sure, then you can, well, double check um, every time you apply the tool with some mitigations, meaning detecting or checking if the tool has done it correctly or not. That's how we, you, you can gain uh, the confidence with the main methods. But the ISO 262 has other ways to create the confidence. And one is to make a process assessment with a tool provider and see, okay, how do they build their tool and do they have let's say a good process, good requirements handling, good testing and so on, good non-bug handling. When the others you can argue as a tool user, you can also argue confidence from use. That's so we are using the tool in very similar projects, let's say on the same hardware, the same thing uh, for many years and we document all the issues that we have in this bug tracker here and um, then if you have really those conditions that you're using it in your environment in the same thing then you let's say you trust the tool because you say well since many years we haven't found a single bug in this version of the tool then we have confidence from use and that's a well-defined method in the ISO 262 as well. To me as as a bit of an outsider, it sounds like testing and mitigations would be more of an objective measure of having confidence, but the confidence from use, how do you how do you deal with this in practice? Is there a certain objective measure for this, or is this more of a subjective call? That's a subjective things, and therefore it's uh, it's hard to uh, say you have to have three uh, similar projects or ten similar projects or it's okay if somebody else in the world has a similar project or hundred similar projects. So there are not so much numbers and therefore it's always uh, hard to argue and say that's enough or that's enough. There's no uh, real good thing. We have done this sometimes to argue, f make this argumentation for customers but um, that's, that's not so clear and not so good as the uh, mitigation and test strategy that we have in the validation method. And that's why the validation method can be applied up to AZLD, while the confidence from use argumentation uh, can only be applied for AZLB or C. So AZLD is... Most critical things, yes. Those are the autonomous driving cars or the... Um, the electronic brakes or whatever, it's really high risk level. And in comparison with that, for what type of application would you say that confidence from use is often applied? Well, if you have, uh, for example, uh, the lights of a car, they are less critical because uh, you have a good uh, chance to detect if you or you to, to control the car if the light goes out. So if lights go out, you well, you usually brake and stop the car, and then 
um, it's not as bad if as if the brake wouldn't work, so then you can't brake anymore. So that is how to determine the ASIL. Validas. Safety for your tools and libraries. Contact us at www.validas.de and ask for a free strategy talk. Our customers that provide tools, uh, also when they sell uh, a, a tool, then they need to say, well, this tool is a cool tool and can do so many good things for you. And um, that's easy for most tool vendors to sell a tool. A good tool is, of course, even uh, even better to sell. But selling uh, confidence is something different because confidence is a bit of a vague thing. But nevertheless, uh, the users in the safety-relevant projects, they have to have this confidence. And the question is, how can they sell the confidence? Well, one answer is easy. You can say just, here's a QKit and you can buy it and then apply it and then you have confidence. That is something which... Uh, the tool provider can, in addition to the tool, he can sell the tool and he can sell the confidence in addition on top. That's that's one thing. And then the, the other uh, side is that the tool users uh, want to have the confidence and they pay for getting the confidence, maybe for having a QKit or something like that. Having a safety manual, how to use a tool safely is a, is a real value to them. What you're trying to say is that sometimes you... In addition to buying a tool, you are also offered a completed qualification kit for the same tool so that you have confidence in its use, so that you don't have to deal with the creation of a qualification kit and qualifying it yourself. Well, that's a pre-qualified approach. So if you already get a tool that is qualified, uh, the problem is of, of those tools or let's say the standards require that the tool is qualified within the environment of the user. So if the tool provider qualifies it in his environment, um, that's might, that might be different from the uh, environment where you're using the tool. And uh, these gaps need to be argued. So if the tool is depending only on the used Java version and they're using the same Java version as you do, then you can say, well, I accept their qualification. But if the tool is something like a compiler that compiles for a given target with a given set of uh, optimization and given set of uh, options, then it's very unlikely that they have really qualified uh, the version of the tool that you're using. And therefore, um, selling confidence is uh, mostly done by selling QKits that the user can use in his environment to, to do this. Well, there is another interesting aspect of selling uh, confidence because, or selling QKits. Uh, because as a tool provider, as I said, you can say, yes, my tool is great and uh, do this and this and this. But when you want to, in addition, sell a qualification kit, you have to say, well, but my tool might have potential errors. And in order to detect those potential errors, you should run the QKit. And that's not easy for some salespeople that are used uh, uh, to sell the best tool of the world or, or do it like this. And then at the end saying, okay, well, uh, in case the best tool of the world has a problem, you might uh, exclude this or might reduce the risk by using the toolkit. So that's something for them, for some of the um, salespeople, a bit of a different, difficult thing. Well, nevertheless, uh, the safety people understand this and then they first look to a tool and then look to the uh, QKit or 
sometimes it's even the other way around. They're searching a qualified tool and when they're searching for tools, they only stop at booth where you see, uh, oh, here's a qualification kit. It's a qualifiable tool. Okay, then maybe they look if the tool fits their purpose, fits their needs. So having a QKit can even be a door opener to those safety relevant domains. So basically the idea is that we categorize every tool that we need to use safely into critical, non-critical, or the level of importance and criticality for our purpose, and then the ones that we don't need to qualify, we can rely on, for example, confidence from use, and that makes our job much easier, if I understood correctly. Mainly, yes. You Well, I wouldn't say con confidence from use is a smart uh, technique here, but um, in principle, yes, you first classify the tools and then if you're happy with the classification, then uh, you can use the tools as classified. Maybe some of them need qualification. And if you want to optimize the tool chain in a way that you was, uh, add some quick wins to the tool chain uh, in order to reduce some qualification needs, uh, this is also a way uh, that the standard gives you this flexibility without reducing the safety. So do you think that the future of tool safety is in confidence? Yes, that's the, the, the cleverest way you can do it. Okay, that's it for today. So we've learned that tool confidence is something that is very well defined technical term and it's determined by classifying the tools and it impacts how to use a tool safely, either with mitigations or test cases. So thank you for listening and hope to talk to you soon. And if there are topics in tool and library qualification you would like to be more confident in, feel free to contact us. We would be happy to answer your questions. Our email address is podcast at validas.de. That's it for today. Thank you for listening and don't worry about qualification. Be happy with Validas.